0: Welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience podcast, where my aim is to empower individuals with scoliosis and movement professionals alike by providing free, up-to-date information on scoliosis management and treatment. My goal is to improve the quality of life for those with scoliosis and equip movement professionals with the knowledge and skills needed to effectively support them. Hi, welcome back to Ahead of the Curve. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed. Today, we are going to be talking about my New Year's resolutions for 2024. And this will be a little bit of a sidetrack from our regular scoliosis content. Some of it, some of my New Year's resolutions have to do with scoliosis. Not all of them do. And some of these will give you some insight into a little bit more about me personally. And um, I hope that you enjoy it. So um, I hope that you had a nice holiday and you're able to relax, connect with people that you love. I am recording this actually in November, (laughs) which is kind of funny. Um, So I'm not sure how my holidays have gone. (laughs) I'm talking to you from the past and um this upcoming week is actually thanksgiving so i'm traveling up to pennsylvania i'm going to see my whole family um my little brother is flying in from dallas with his wife and in-laws and they're staying at a house in gettysburg and then my husband and i are going to fly up my parents are coming all of our extended family is coming and we're all going to be in one house together. So super excited about that, trying to start some new traditions. Um, If you've been following along, you know that my little brother uh, just got married in the summer. So um, I'm really excited to get to know his family a little bit more and just have a lot of fun. Um, So, I am just about three weeks out from my tongue tie and lip tie release procedure, and I have gotten a lot of questions from you guys about what have my outcomes been like? Am I noticing any changes yet? Yes, I'm definitely noticing some changes. Um. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been kind of keeping you updated with some of that and giving you more of the play-by-play here a little less frequently. Um, So my ability to move my tongue has improved by, let me see, I went from 24 to 40 um, centimeters of being able to open my mouth and have my tongue still stay to the roof of my mouth. So I have more flexibility. I have been tasked with making sure that my tongue doesn't tighten back up over the next six weeks. This is when scar tissue formation occurs. So I'm having to stretch my tongue five times a day (laughs) and I'm literally taking like a little tally uh, throughout the day to make sure that I am getting in my five times. So um, I <laughs> my tongue therapist uh, sh- that's not that's not like actually her name. <laughs> her name is Ashley, but she told me, you know by the end of these next six weeks I'm going to be really sick of stretching my tongue and I'm only, two weeks into it. And I'm, yes, I'm already sick of it. <laughs> um, but I'm noticing more flexibility. I'm also um, noticing better ability to keep my tongue fully sealed to the roof of my mouth, all those things. So I'll continue to give you updates here and there. I will dedicate an entire episode coming up. Um, Dr. Laura, if you remember her, I did an interview with her last year now. Uh, well, no, not last year, this year, a, a few months ago. And she also recently got her tongue tie released. So we're going to plan an interview podcast coming up probably in the next couple months. So be on the lookout for that. Um, the other thing to be on the lookout for is is open enrollment. I did this last year. It is a discount on some of the services I provide. So um, if you are have been interested in working together but have been you know just trying to save up some money, um, make sure you're on my mailing list, my email list, and I will be sending out some information about that in the coming weeks. For the topic of the week, I'm going to be giving you my five New Year's resolutions for 2024. It's hard to believe we are um, turning the page on another year. So um, my very first goal of the year is to be taking out the time once a month to get craniosacral therapy done. And um, I have had a few experiences with that at this point. Craniosacral therapy, you might be asking what that is. Um, This is something that was actually recommended to me by my surgeon who performed my tongue tie release. And I've heard of it before I've kind of had it done a few different times by um, other physical therapists and I haven't fully understood exactly like what it is that is being done um, up until more recently. <laughs> And I still don't fully know because I, I'm not certified in it, but I've experienced it now. And um, it is absolutely amazing <laughs> the amount of relief and lightness that you feel in your body after you have it done. It is not like traditional massage therapy where they're digging in and applying a lot of pressure um, into your trigger points and your knots, which can feel very... Um, Relieving at the time, but unfortunately, the effects of deep tissue massage are not long lasting generally. I will say that the effects of craniosacral therapy are much, much more long lasting, and you shouldn't need 1 million sessions in order to feel improvements. Um, I am committing to doing it once a month because I've neglected any form of, um, hands-on treatment for myself, uh, for the past 38 years of my life. (laughs) So I am catching up a bit. And I'm also just kind of committing to that here going forward because, um, the craniosacral therapy, it does a lot of the, the things that I've been studying, where it listens to where your body is, is telling you it needs attention and versus just going straight to the point where you're having the symptoms or having the tightness, having the pain. It's actually listening to where your body is needing that attention. That's why it's longer lasting because it's getting to the root of the issue. So, um, I'm very excited about that, and I will also be keeping you updated on the amount of relief and the changes that I notice in my body as a result of getting that treatment done. My second uh, New Year's resolution is allowing myself to rest when I'm having either a bad pain day or I'm feeling really fatigued, and just being better at listening to what my body is telling me it needs. And I have been so much better at this um, in the past couple years than I have been, you know. Prior to that, I—if you've been listening to this for a while—you know that. I was pretty crazy exercise. I was a pretty crazy exercise queen, like didn't take any rest days, did Peloton, um, bike riding three days a week. I did running three days a week, strength training, and somehow fit in some Pilani stuff. (laughs) Didn't take any rest days almost for an entire year. And then I got COVID, and my body was like, you just you just need to stop. <laughs> and it, it totally put me on my butt because I was so depleted. Um, my nervous system was totally dysregulated, and um, it took me a, a while to recover from COVID. And that was a big wake-up call for me because... I was a very healthy person, so I thought didn't really get sick that often, and to be laid out like where I could hardly walk to the kitchen, that was um, very illuminating for me. So this has been much, much more important to me in the past couple years, and I'm still making that a priority for this upcoming year where... If I'm feeling fatigued, if I'm feeling um, really depleted or having having a lot of pain, I'm not going to push through and do an intense workout that day. I'm going to do something that's more nourishing for my body, like Pilates or some of my scolio breathing, or even just resting and not doing anything is okay. Um, your body needs that on occasion, that shouldn't be the main feature of what you're doing, but, um, you should listen to that kind of along those same lines is doing movements that are quote unquote, not necessarily scolio approved, um, I want to be careful with the, the way that I explain this, but with scoliosis specific exercise in the scolio world, um, as specialists, we tend to focus a lot on what people should be avoiding in order to make their scolio spine happier. I just got off of a discovery call. Um, <laughs> With someone, and she asked me if it was okay to twist and turn to look for cars when she is bike riding because she has heard so many times that twisting is bad for scoliosis. And I'm emotional right now, so like I don't know why I feel like I want to cry right now (laughs) while I'm telling this story, but it, it really sincerely makes me sad that. It's gotten so on the other extreme end of things that people are that scared to rotate and look behind them so that they don't drive their bike out into traffic um, because they've heard it so many times that twisting is bad for scoliosis. So... um. Obviously, it is okay to rotate and do some of these movements on occasion, the side bending, the flexion, the extension. We don't walk around our life like robots. Um, We just don't want those movements to be the main feature of our exercise routine. Those are just occasional movements that, you know, if you are feeling a little bit locked up, it's okay to do some gentle rotations. It's just, if you, um, if you are making those the main feature of your exercise routine, that's when we kind of get into some, some trouble with our scoliosis. So hopefully, I have been clear about that, and if I haven't been clear about that, that is another goal of mine this year is to be more clear about um, what you can do for your scoliosis or what you can do with having scoliosis and um, the freedom of choosing movements that feel good in your body. My goal number three is making sure that I'm connecting with others once a month. And that's that means connecting with my friends. And that is in person with people. I have friends who... Most of my close friends are actually like spread out all over the country, and that can be hard to keep in touch. We're pretty good about connecting on the phone. But um, I do also have very good friends here um, who I've unfortunately like kind of become more disconnected with over the course of COVID. I feel like we all got into our little bubbles of people that live in the neighborhood and then we don't really like branch out and veer out from there and hang out and spend time with each other. So that is, that's one of my goals, um, and having like, people over more often and, and making nourishing meals for them and just spending more face-to-face time with people is, is one of my goals. Because I spend a lot of time in front of the computer, in front of the screen, um, and it's very healthy to make those in-person connections. My fourth goal is making sure that I'm disconnecting on the weekends from social media. (laughs) And I've already started to do this a little bit. Um, I actually like take Instagram and Facebook off of my phone. And if I, you know, if I do check stuff, it's like here and there on my computer. Um, Because I am because social media and my job are so mixed together, um, it's easy for me to be, just be working all the time or feeling like I'm working all the time because I'm, I'm checking Instagram to see if anybody has sent me any messages or has questions about things. And it's really not healthy for, for my mind, for um, my relationships with you know my husband and with my friends. So um, that is one of my goals. Instead I'm going to be reading a lot more often, spending time in nature, outdoors, um, you know, doing different activities where I am more connected into reality instead of the social media realm of, of things. And my fifth goal of 2024 is is creating more huga. And I have been pronouncing this word wrong because it doesn't look like huga at all. Um, it looks like higgy. It's spelled H Y G G E. I'm actually reading a book. It's called Holy Huga, or Higgy, as I've been saying. Um, you might be wondering, like, what is huga? Huga is a cozy quality that makes a person feel content and comfortable. And this is actually like a Danish type of idea. Um, it is actually a Danish word. And they do a really wonderful job of creating a hygge atmosphere in their homes. So they have really long, dark winters and they retreat inside their homes. And huga is what brings them a great sense of comfort and joy. So some things that create huga are um, like candles, cozy blankets, nice warm meals, comforting meals like soups and stews and casseroles, um, warm bread, um, hot tea, things like that. And I want to be creating more of that in my home. I want to be creating more of that in my body. And this relates to one of my earlier points where um, I want to be listening to my body a lot more often. Um, with some, As somebody who has scoliosis, a lot of times we don't feel at home within our own bodies. We kind of feel like a stranger in our own body. Um, One of my clients has said that to me um, when she was having like a really bad pain episode and it just resonated with me when she said that. She's like, you know, I feel like this body isn't mine. And it can feel like that where you aren't sure how you should be moving or you're not sure about like how to hold yourself for your your scoliosis or your curve type um and i want to be creating that for myself within my own body where i feel very comfortable within my own body in my home Um, and i want to help create that for other people and i wish it was like a cuter or prettier sounding word because HugA doesn't sound the nicest um but, you know, that is that is my goal for the programs that I offer is for people to feel that that comfort and that coziness in our group coaching in the one-on-one coaching sessions um, where you feel like you can open up about things that you're struggling with, things that you're dealing with, um, and it doesn't always has, have to necessarily deal with your scoliosis. It can be life stuff, but... A lot of times, that life stuff is very connected to the scoliosis as well. Um, so the the book that I'm reading it's called Holy Higgy. Um, I, a, as a Christian woman, I, um, you know, it's important for me to make other people feel welcome and loved. Um, you know, not only in my job but also in my day to day life. So that's kind of what that book is about: is is just bringing people in and making them feel like they have a safe space um, to rest and to be nourished and loved. And um, I think it's really applicable to pretty much any aspect of your life. So, um, if you have any questions about anything that I shared today. I would love to hear from you. I always love hearing your questions, your comments, um, your feedback, things that you want to be learning about. Please feel free to reach out and let me know what you want to hear more of, and I will try and provide that for you. It was great to record another episode with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, stay well and stay ahead of the curve.